Welcome, everybody, to Shits and Giggles with Joey Keenan. This is Shits and Giggles, and I am Joey Keenan. How is everybody doing today? I have had a lot going on, and I'm going to admit it. I, I've been putting this podcast a bit on the back burner. I'll admit it. I, um, I wasn't able to get one out last week. I tried recording. I I tried recording. I just I, I I wasn't really prepared for anything. I wasn't prepared for an episode. Um and I recorded one and I, I, I just didn't like how it came out. Like I, I just I couldn't even upload it. I was like, I can't let people see this. I, I first of all, I was like extra dicky when I tried filming one last week. Like I was extra like like I hated myself even filming it. I was like, I can't show this to people. And the same thing just happened. I, I, I just recorded an episode and I was like, I I can't show this to people. I can't. There's a there's a bit of a there's a line that I like to be on. Um and I am my line is probably different from a lot of other people's lines. My my understanding of what's too far is different from what most people what most people's understanding is of too far and if i think i'm going too far that means there's something not right that means i'm not being clever enough that means i'm not being smart enough or putting enough thought into these episodes and you know i've been doing this for a while now and I think it's okay that I don't want to say that I'm burnt out right now because I am extremely motivated and and extremely inspired to do good work for this. It's just getting it, getting my ideas out is difficult at the moment. And, you know, I'm trying to record this again. I don't even really have any notes which I do every week. I, I have some sort of note, some sort of idea on where I want to take an episode. And I just tried to film an episode with the notes that I've already prepared. And I wasn't able to do it. And I'm, I'm going to try one more time to film one. And if you guys are watching this right now, that means I was able to get through this and it, and it was good, and it was good enough, and it reached my standards, and it's something that I want to share with the world, um, or the 20, 25 people, whatever. When I say the world, I just mean the internet, because when I put something out on the internet, that is fair game for whoever wants to come across it to come across it. And that's something that I've been running into over the past couple of weeks is me applying for jobs, interviewing with jobs, starting jobs, and people coming across my podcast because this podcast is not hard to find. All you need to do is type in Joey Keenan, my government, and you come across me talking crazy. You come across me talking about, you know, black women getting hit in the face by bricks. You come across me talking about how I look like Travis Hunter. Like, like, like you come across all this stuff. And 
listen, that's just the risk that I am taking. Skull buffs. That's just the risk that I have been taking. Is I didn't want to do an alias. I didn't want to make myself have some fake name. I wanted to. I wanted to get all the glory. I didn't want some fake alias to have the glory. I didn't want to have a fake name, a fake last name. I wanted my family name to be attached to the things that I say on this program. And with that, with that risk comes awkward conversations with employers. Often. I didn't think it was going to happen this often. I thought it was going to be a rarity, but I think it's part of the reason why I am still unemployed, why I'm still searching for full-time employment. I think a lot of times I get, I do a good interview and they type in my name and they see me talking about OnlyFans, men getting dicked down and that hinders, (laughs) that hinders my application. And it's interesting because this is the first time in my life where I am having to take accountability for the things that I do online. And a lot of people would see and be a part of the conversations that I've been a part of in the past couple of weeks and say, well, I'm not going to do the podcast anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stop posting TikToks of me biting my lip and staring at a faucet like it's a deck and other people like me are like well no this is when it's time to double down I mean I love doing this podcast I love making a fool of my, out of myself online I don't know why that is it keeps me up at night thinking about why I do the shit that I do it's if if I were to smoke pot right now that's what I would think about immediately is why do I need to make a fool out of myself online why the last time I smoked that was what I thought about. I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, why am I the way that I am? And I still have, don't have that answer. I know. And you know, for whatever reason, I keep coming back. I keep coming back. I keep wanting to film. I keep trying my best. And you know, these nowadays it's been, it's been hard. I've, I've put this podcast on the back burner and and I'm going to be honest and I feel bad and I, I I don't want to do that. I've worked too hard over the past year and I, I, I've grown so much in terms of like my content. I was actually watching some old episodes back and I was like really proud of myself for how much I've grown in the past year. And I definitely have in all, on all fronts. Um, and it's been nice. I've been listening. I've been listening to fucking country music lately. I've been getting into Zach Bryan like heavily. I've been realizing that that man does not make a bad song at all. He does not make a bad song. A year ago, I was listening to strictly Playboy Cardi. Yeet, you guys know I love Yeet, right? Just strictly, just rap, hip hop, because it's been a part of my life, a big part of my life since my dad put me on like Akon and. Kanye and Eminem when I was like six so it's been it's been a part of my life for a long time and I never thought I'd like country but ever since moving to Nashville being ingrained in this culture just feeling the southern heat the southern air it's 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 been giving me a craving for like 
country, I guess. And I and I've been getting into Zach Bryan music, and I'll admit I've been loving his music. I've been something in the orange tells me that we're done, and I just can't stop humming it, listening to it, thinking about him. You know the the tattoos that he has. It, it's making me think I want to start getting tattoos. I really wish I wasn't so scrawny and also a God fearing man. But I, I I wish that I could start getting tattoos. Because obviously in the past when I've talked about tattoos, I talked about it from the lens of all these like black rappers that I listen to. They all have tattoos and it's cool. But at the same time, it's like I'm a white kid and like. I don't need to be getting tattoos. But when I see, like, Zach Bryan wearing tattoos, I'm like, I would look so sexy with some tats. And it's just something I'm thinking about. But the thing that's keeping me from it is, honestly, how scrawny I am. I can't get tat. I can't get tattoos with the weight that I have on me right now. I, I just can't. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to be possible for me. If I was like maybe like two inches shorter, I think I could probably rock it. If I was either two inches shorter or 30 pounds heavier, then I could start getting some tattoos. But I'm not there. And I don't think I'll ever be there. And I definitely would like to wait for my mind to develop a little bit more before I even consider. Because I am in a bit of a, a turning point in my life, if you will. Where, I don't know, a lot of things are changing. I mean, this is my first September where I am not going back to school. I talked about this the past, uh, for the past couple of weeks. And it's been, it's been a really awesome feeling. It's been like an amazing feeling. I've been loving the amount of independence and autonomy that I have over my life. I do not have to be anywhere. Obviously, I have responsibilities now, but... Like, in terms of, like, my autonomy, like, I don't need to be in a classroom on any given point throughout the week. And that is such a freeing feeling to me that I have yearned for probably my whole life, I'm sure. And it's been fucking awesome. I've been loving it. I've been loving that this fall, the only thing I got to worry about is getting a job. That's the only thing I got to worry about. Other than that, I don't got to worry about shit. I don't have to worry about having to sit in a classroom, acting like I'm taking notes, writing papers, uh, trying to find a group to do a project. Like I don't have to deal with any of that juvenile shit anymore because I'm a fucking adult, baby. I'm an adult. I'm 22 years old. I'm cripping. Like it's, it's all lit. It's all lit and finding Danny over here. I'm screaming scope buffs and that's just what's going on. And it's, and it's great. It's so great. The amount of autonomy that I have. I've been loving that word lately, autonomy. My mentor said that I'm that it's clear that I want an autonomous life. And I was like, oh, no one's ever articulated that to me before. No one. No one has ever articulated the fact that, oh, Joey, he's riding on his own wave and we just kind of got to step aside because he's he's stubborn. He's a stubborn little boy who's scared. At the end of the day. But the reason why he's scared is because he wants more control. He wants more control over his own life. And when he doesn't have control of his time. Of his energy. All of a sudden. His quality of life starts to dwindle. And that's something that. You know I have found. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I'm raw dogging this episode. I'm raw dogging it more than usual. Um, and I'm going to try. I, I, I was literally about to not even film. I was going to take another week off. But I was like, you know what, Joey? Let's just try. It's not like people really watch this anyway. So what is there to lose? It's not like I have hundreds of thousands of people watching every single week. Like, I think I'm allowed to come on here and just kind of try my best. And my best is enough. Which I've been trying to uh, tell myself. Your best is enough, Joey. As long as you give 100%, that is all you can ask yourself to give. And I'm like, all right, all right, you're you're right. No, you're right about that, for sure. For sure, it's just is that 100% going to make me feel like I've, ac- I've accomplished something, you know? I don't know. We'll see. I, uh, I've, I've been running into a bit of a problem. I feel like such an asshole right now, but I got a dreaded text message this past week from my friend Ichan. Ichan, let me actually reel it back for a second, give you guys some backstory, some back shots. When I was in high school, me, Ichan, who by the way, I've talked about on the program before, I'm not going to feel the need to... Uh, you know, give you guys each on lore right now, but me, each on this kid, Robert, we all came together and decided that we were going to do a family plan on Spotify. Because if you don't know, a family plan is like 15 bucks. So you split that with three people, five bucks a month, pretty banging deal right there. And we've been doing this family plan since like junior year of high school. And, you know, I I just graduated college, so this was, what, like five years ago? So for the first, like, four years of this family plan, like, it was all fine and dandy, right? Ichan would request 20 bucks from me every few months. I would pay him, no problem. Well, something happened this past year where where he stopped requesting money from me, and I either realized that, I owed him money, but lost track of how much money I owed him, which kept me from paying him. Or I just literally forgot, which both things are true. Two things can be true at once, and that both those things are true. And I feel horrible about this. I really, really do. Ichan basically hit me up. It was like, hey, like, I got to kick you off the Spotify. You haven't been paying. And I was like, whoa, money, man. I'll pay you. Don't, don't worry about it. He's like, all right. Well, if you want to stay on the family plan, you're going to have to, I'm raising my prices. I was like, what the fuck is this? You're raising your prices? Bidenomics got you too? Damn. But he, uh, yeah, basically I owe each on a bunch of money and I don't have that money right now. I don't. I'm in a rough place. He's kicking me when I'm down. I'm going to be honest. And I feel wicked horrible that I let it get this bad. That I'm in debt to my friend. I feel wicked horrible. And I told him, I was like, listen, give me some time. I'm going to pay you that money plus more. You could kick me off the plan. I'll get my own plan. And that's where we're at. But yeah, man, I, I feel horrible. I, I feel like a piece of shit that I didn't pay my boy for like 14 months. And now he's like trying to get money out of me. When I should have just given him that money 
to begin with. But it's been a rough year. Not that that's an excuse. Just pick the hair out of my mouth. How disgusting is that? But yeah, Ichon, if you're listening to this, don't worry, buddy. I'm going to pay you twice the amount that you want for me. You want 80 bucks? I'm going to give you 160 But just give me some time. And then I'm also going to get my own uh, my own plan. But hopefully, I, th- I think I got a couple more weeks left of until my Spotify gets canceled. So I'm going to be listening to a lot of Zach Bryan. Get me through the days. Get me yearning for a relationship with Christ. I hate that I don't know him, you know? I hate that I'm not close to him. But I'm trying, man. I'm trying every day. I try. I try to practice gratitude. That's been a big thing in my life. You guys all know that I'm an anxious pussy, right? That's nothing new. That's nothing new on the program. And for the past week, I've been figuring out that, hey, you know what's a good way of stopping anxiety? It's not working out. It's not Prozac. It's gratitude. And that's what I've been doing ever since I found out that the part of your brain that is anxious is the same part of your brain that can produce gratitude. And I don't know if that's true. You know, George Jenko said it, so it must be true. I don't know why that guy has any reason to lie, right? But I, uh, I've been kind of putting that into practice. I've been kind of focusing on the joys in my life, you know? The devil tries to get you to worry about the future, so you are not able to enjoy the joy of your present life. And there is so much to be grateful for. It's actually kind of ridiculous how much I have to be grateful for. It's ridiculous. There's no, there's no reason for me to ever worry, for me to ever be anxious about anything. Because I got so much in the present moment that things can go horribly wrong, but I am still okay. And, yeah. Um... Yeah, what a what an episode. Episode 63, man. I uh yeah. Hopefully you guys are having fun. Hopefully you're having for, fun. What kind of uh stories do we got going on? We got uh this New Yorker piece on Hassan Minaj. He was I guess Hassan Minaj was doing a interview with the New Yorker. And the New Yorker fact-checked everything that Hassan Minaj was saying. And they realized that Hassan Minaj is a big capper. And they wrote a whole article about this. So, if you guys don't know who Hanaz Min- ha- Let me just read this. The comedian Hassan Minaj came of age as a practicing Muslim in an Indian family in post-9-11 America. His Netflix show, Patriot Act, a comedy news series in the mold of The Daily Show and Last Week Tonight was named for the defining law of that era. The series won an Emmy. Right, who gives a fuck about all this? Let's, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Um, let's just get to the nitty-gritty. Okay, that's way too much words. Well, luckily, I read it before this, so I don't need to read this whole article. This is way too much words. Um, basically... Hassan Minaj, he makes up stories in his stand-up specials, which, obviously, right? That's like a big practice. I know I practice that. I'm always lying on here. You guys are listening, 
and you don't even know what's what's real, what's fake. You don't even know. Who knows if I even practice gratitude? I could have just made that all up, right? But it's a big thing. But the thing about uh, Hassan Minaj that's interesting is <coughs> he like his stand-up specials isn't your <coughs> traditional stand-up special. It's it's very preachy. He's he's very like preachy, right? It's kind of like a TED talk where he's got like a presentation behind him. He's like talking. There's not really punchlines. He's kind of just up there telling stories, right? And the thing that's weird about his situation is he makes up stories, but the stories make the audience feel bad because it's like Hasan Minhaj is up there being like, oh. I was Indian in high school and I couldn't find a prom date, but like, I know I was watching that joke. Like this guy's sexy as fuck. Like he's lying. He couldn't find a prom date. Okay, fine. That's not because he was Indian though. Cause Asama has got to be the most attractive Indian guy I have ever met. Like he looks like he smells good. Like actually, like he looks like he smells good and he's up there being like, all oh, Indians have it rough. Right. Which I don't disagree with. I don't. Indians that probably have it rough, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm a I'm a white guy. I, I I don't know. I don't know how rough the Indians have it. What what I do know is our culture, our society focuses a lot on black people. But I mean, I I know that black people spell pretty good, right? Can't necessarily say the same about Indians, but black people they they dress well. They they smell nice. Can't say the same about Indians. I know that if I received stink allegations from an Indian dude, no one would believe him. That that source would not be trustworthy. But if I received stink allegations from a black man or a black woman, I'd have to move. I'd, I'd, I'd have to move towns. I wouldn't be able to stay there anymore. Getting stink allegations, saying a black guy saying that you smell, you're fucked. You're, you're no longer a part. You, you have been ejected from the tribe you're back out into the ether you, you can no longer stay where you're currently staying where that black band said that you smell bad or your breath smells that is a horrible thing to happen to somebody and i hope that someday my son or daughter will never have to put up with that humiliation of a black man or black woman saying that they smell because you do not want those allegations because something about stink allegations is once you get stink allegations, it's hard to get them off because in order to beat those stink allegations, somebody has to smell you, your breath or your pits or whatever the hell and say, oh, he doesn't actually smell. He smells good. But no one's ever going to want to come up to you and smell you if they know that you stink. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like Indians, like we forget Indians are people of color as well. Or maybe people don't forget that. But I forget that. I definitely don't remember that Indians are also oppressed in America. Right? And Hassan Minhaj is one of these people who are not letting you forget. Which is why he makes up these stories to like tell. He's basically leading the charge of like, hey, Indians are oppressed too. Like that's Hassan Minhaj. And... Look, when he was telling that story about the prom date, which that's one of the stories that ended up being fake. Apparently, the girl who the story was, basically the story was like, 
Hasan Minaj tried to go to prom with some girl, a white girl, and the girl like turned him down because he was Indian. I think that's what the story was. I'm paraphrasing, but it's along those lines. But it came out that like that girl, first of all, did not deny Hasan Minaj and also like wasn't even asked or something like that. And also on top of that, that white lady now is married to an Indian dude, which is like, so yeah, Hasan Minaj's story of like, I got turned down by a racist white girl. It's like all like it all fell down. Right. And how Hasan Minaj has decided to combat these allegations, these this backlash about faking stories is that, yeah, this the stories are fake, but they're all based on emotional truths, which I don't know what that means, right? Kind of sounds like a cop-out. I don't know what emotional truths is supposed to mean, but it does sound like a cop-out, right? I'm going to look through this article and see if we could find like a direct definition of what a emotional truth is, but that's crazy. That's crazy. Let me scroll through this, see if I could find anything. But yeah, Assam Minaj was faking all these stories. He's got some shit about the embassy, the anthrax. He's got all all bunch of stuff. But let's see. Do we got anything? Do we have a definition of emotional truths? Yes. Here we go. Minaj seems unconflicted about his choices. You have got to take the shots you are giving in life, even if they're built on a lie. Minaj says during a bit in the King's Jester. When we spoke, the New Yorker uh, writer, I asked, where, where were he to get the Daily Show hosting job if his fabrications could put him in a compromised position when commenting on someone such as George Santos? Minaj brushed the question off. I think when George Santos says he's on the volleyball team, it's a pointless story, he responded. Minaj's fiction was always in service to a bigger point, putting him in a different moral category than Santos. Which is fucking crazy. He's basically, he just admitted. He was like, yeah, like, I'm trying to make people feel bad about themselves for being white. But George Santos, he's, we're different. I'm not the same as him. He appeared unwilling to engage with the idea that his position in the comedic landscape is unique. Or that the host of a comedy news show might be held to a more stringent standards of accuracy across his body, body of work. When it came to his stage shows, he told me, the emotional truth is first. The factual truth is secondary, which is crazy. I have to just start. I have to start incorporating that into these episodes. Just whenever I come on here and I start lying, I have to end it with the emotional truth is first. The factual truth is secondary. I'm trying to think about a story that I told that was like straight up lies. Let me think. Oh, I got one. You know how I told that story about those two guys fucking on my couch in California? They were not fucking. They weren't. They were making out. They were. I'll come clean. Right? 
The emotional truth is first. The factual truth is secondary. Those two men, they were making out. Right. You guys are probably like, oh, that's still fucking crazy. But not really, though. Because my emotional truth is, oh, my God, there's gay shit happening in my house. Like, this is nuts. But the factual is, well, they weren't fucking. They are just making out. Which is so much different. Is so much different because my... Back when I told that story, I got a lot of backlash of people being like, oh, like, would it be okay if it was a boy and a girl fucking on your couch? And I was like, no, that would still be crazy. But there was no fucking going on at all. It was it was strictly making out, which means I was being extremely homophobic. But hey, the emotional truth is first. The factual truth is secondary. So I'm sorry for being a piece of shit. Sorry for lying. I never, I never saw gay sex before. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that someday I will, but I haven't yet. I completely made that story up, um, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I want to be more authentic on this podcast. I don't want to end up like Hassan Minaj. If I become a successful comedy personality, a stand-up dude, a podcast dude, a writer. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to end up and if I'm even worthy of it. But I want to be as transparent as possible because I got enough skeletons in my closet that I'll have to deal with that shit later. But the least that I could do is, hey, I may have done this or that, but one thing I've never done is lied. And when I do lie, I come clean. I always come clean we also got that drew barrymore shit he she she tried to start her show back up even though there's a writer strike going on which i don't know how she thought that was a good idea but what i want to talk about real quick is these actors have so much balls to be making these apology videos despite these the people that write their apology videos in the past they're on strike they're not coming to work so when Drew Barrymore, Ashton Kutcher, Maya Cucci, when they're coming out doing these apology videos, it's like, yeah, obviously they're going to fall flat on their face. I have There hasn't been an apology video that's came out recently that has been good, that has been successful, which, you know, typically apology videos are a hard feat to conquer. But these actors, they're fucking up and they're fucking up bad. Poor Drew Barrymore, dude. She doesn't deserve this shit. She tried to just do her... She basically watched other people's apology videos. It was like, okay, so what I got to do is I got to not wear makeup. I got to have, like, glasses on my head. I have to be in, like, a sweater and in, like, my living room and just set up on my iPhone and we should be good. But it's like, no, it matters the content that you write beforehand. Like, you have to prep before you fucking just come on a camera and start talking, especially if it's about something important, like you scabbing, like you crossing the picket line. Come on, Drew Barrymore. I expect it better out of you. And the other thing that's fucking nutty is like people are still just like going after her. Like there's no forgiveness in this world, man. This this world is this world is hard. She she apologized. And people are still just going down her throat. And I feel bad. I feel bad for Drew. Drew Barrymore. You want to see this vape I've been smacking, dude? How ridiculous is this? It, it looks like a pillow, a pussy pink pillow, dude. I've been loving this. I've been loving my new vape that I've been smacking recently. It's been 
it's been wonderful. It's got this little light, shows how much liquid I have left. It shows how much charge I have left. It, it fits nicely in my hand, so I can always be reminded just how addicted I am. And it's cute. It's cute. It's a cute little vape. So it's very aesthetically pleasing, um, and I've been loving it. And that's something good that's been going on in my life. That's This is definitely on my gratitude list, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is all I got, really, for this episode. I'm sorry. I need you guys to bear with me. I am... I'm trying my best. I know that you guys do not give a single fuck about what I got going on in my personal life because this podcast, the whole purpose is to entertain. And if I'm no longer entertaining, well, then I'm useless on this front. So give give, give me a little bit of a uh, of a of a what's what's the term of a what's what's the term a a mulligan. Give me a mulligan. For this one. Alright. I wanted to get an episode out. I wanted to give you guys a quick little update about how I've been doing. As you can tell. My hair has not been cut in a while. Which means you know I've been locked in. But. Just. Wait on it. Be patient with me. I will be back. At this podcast. And going stronger than ever before. Um, Hopefully I will talk to you guys all next week. Follow the podcast's Instagram account. I don't think I'm going to post any clips this week, but I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And uh, yeah, man, I love you all. I will talk to you later. Praise God. Yeah. Bye-bye.